people show your chops because that's the great thing you can do in a podcast. You can show your knowledge, you can show that you know what you're talking about. You're listening to Take It Personally, a podcast about the personal side of business and the art of standing out. thought it seemed appropriate, if a little meta, to today have a podcast episode about podcasting. This is not the first time that we have done this. We've talked about podcasting and starting a podcast on this podcast before, but specifically today we're talking about how a podcast can grow your audience and the number of leads that you get in your business and how you can really strategically use a podcast to grow your business. I know when people start podcasting, I guess maybe I should just speak for myself. When I started podcasting, I thought it would be a fantastic way to grow my personal brand, um, to potentially start like speaking and, you know, getting to the point where people knew that I was available to speak on certain topics. But I also, of course, I really liked the idea of having another form of business that I could monetize. And I will tell you transparently, and I've talked about this before. What is this now? A couple of years later, the podcast was originally started in 2019, but then we took that pandemic break in the middle. So a couple of years later, um, my podcast is still not monetized. It was for like a brief second and the, uh, the, the sponsor was not a good fit. And so I've just kind of pulled back since then. We're just starting to experiment now with affiliate ads and it's going really well, um, but still very much in the beginning stages. So anyway, I went into podcasting thinking eventually this would be great to monetize. And I still feel that way. But what I've found is that podcasting can actually bring in business in other ways um, that maybe aren't as like clear cut as having sponsors. Um, Because quite frankly, that's, that's challenging. It's challenging to find someone who wants to put money down on a smaller podcast. And that's what a lot of us are building, right? We're starting with these small audiences and small podcasts. So today we are having, um, I'm having a conversation with Kat Brandel, who I didn't even mention this on the episode, but she's actually in Berlin. So at the time of the recording, it was about one o'clock in the afternoon and it was nine o'clock by the time we ended where she's at. Um, And Kat is a podcast expert and strategist. And she actually uh, dropped into my inbox a couple of months ago to compliment me on Take It Personally. She had gotten the recommendation from my podcast, I believe from my business coach, um, and then featured an episode of my podcast in her weekly newsletter. And when she emailed me, I thought, first of all, like that was such a sweet, kind email, you know, like we, we all get emails where you're like, oh, this is a template. And then you get other emails where like, oh no, this person actually took the time to write me a really kind email. And Katz was definitely the latter. And so I responded and we kind of got to talking because I noticed that she was a podcast strategist and I've got questions. (laughs) I've got questions for a podcast strategist. And so then uh, we essentially landed on having her talk on the podcast a little bit more in depth about growing your podcast and how it can help grow your business. So that's the conversation that we're having today. I hope you enjoy it. I learned so much from Kat at one point in the episode. I let her know that I felt like she was speaking directly to me, even though that might not have been a good thing. I I have a lot to learn. And I think that that goes to show you that you can start doing something and not have all the answers and not be doing it all the right way. 
everything that Kat mentioned on this episode, I can get better at. I, I know that for a fact, I'm not doing the best that I could be doing and that's okay. I still have a podcast. I know it still makes an impact and there's a lot of room for improvement too, which is really exciting. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Kat. I know I did. You know what I love? Coming home after a long day of work and sweating away in a hot kitchen for over an hour just to get a meal on the table my family all complains about. Oh wait, no. No, I actually don't love that at all. I love the idea of a family meal together and it's something that is incredibly important to me, especially as my kids get older, but man, dinner time is one of the most stressful times of my day. Or at least, it used to be. Lately, I have been relying on chilled freezer meals, especially during busy weeks when I simply don't have the capacity to cook dinner or remember to eat lunch myself. Chilled makes mealtime simple, with frozen meals for local pickup and home delivery to communities throughout eastern and central Iowa, and they ship meal bundles nationwide. They have convenient options for conventional meals, as well as choices for those following a gluten-free or keto lifestyle. Chilled meals are budget-friendly with options in sizes from single-serve to portions for large families. We are huge fans of the cracked chicken sliders and mini lasagnas, and I always throw in a couple orders of breakfast burritos when I order my weekly dinners. They are so slick for days I forget to eat breakfast or lunch, which sometimes is all the time. You can get 10% off your first order at chilledfreezermeals.com with the code MADDIE, M-A-D-D-I-E. That's chilledfreezermeals.com and the code MADDIE to get 10% off your first order. Kat, thank you so much for joining me today on Take It Personally. Thanks for having me, Maddie. Super excited about this. Yes. So to go ahead and get started, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Sure. I'm Kat, and we're going to do a very meta thing today because I'm a podcasting strategist. Way back when I studied journalism, that's how I got into this like whole storytelling biz. Then I kind of built a career in marketing. And a couple of years ago, I was the head of marketing PR at a tech startup. And unfortunately, as you can imagine, not that many women in leadership And I was like, hey, this topic, I want to talk to the women globally. I know it's a topic other people want to know about. Why don't I like dust off my journalism skills? And a podcast was the perfect way to have those conversations. And that's how five years ago now, I started my first podcast. And that kind of snowballed into me leaving my employed gig. I went on to co-found a co-working space for women. And I became a podcast strategist because I really saw the power that this podcast had both with like the connection piece as well as the business aspect of it. Because it's like, hey, I can take my journalism storytelling knowledge as well as my like marketing background and like they make a beautiful little baby (laughs) and work together really well. And since then, I've held dozens of like really kick-ass humans, especially small business owners, to kind of leverage a podcast to get their message out, grow their audience and help their business grow. So cool. So what got you interested in podcasting as a medium to begin with? Like, were you a podcast listener? Is that kind of how it started? Yeah, I was actually kind of like a practical decision almost. So it was definitely a listener. But when I was like, I had this topic, I was like, I want to talk to women around the world about this topic of leadership. What mediums are there? I was like, okay, I can do a blog. I can do maybe a video YouTube series or a podcast. And as I was looking at the options, it was like, you know, Watching two people speak on video, not super entertaining. I don't think this is a video thing. I want more in-depth discussions, which is also not like great for, you know, a short video format. The blog, I was like, sometimes can lack personality. And I also, again, the depth is something that you're not going to, you know, nobody's going to read like a, you know, 2000 page blog post. 
And then podcast was really the logical reason to go with that topic and with like the goals that I had. Um, and I was, yes, I was definitely a listener, but then I kind of got into the like creation side of it and yeah, became a podcast junkie for sure. <laughs> when you are working with people to start and grow their own podcasts, why do they typically want to get started with podcasting? Like what brings other people to the medium? I think it's kind of twofold. I think it's one for them personally and as well as what they want to achieve. So I think for a lot of people personally, a podcast can feel like, Hey, I can have conversations. It's more relaxed. I don't have to like think about necessarily how I look on video the entire time. I can also like focus on just like what I'm actually saying. And it's a lot for a lot of people more natural because, you know, speaking, we do it all the time. But then suddenly when we start writing, it becomes like, oh, perfectionism. And do I edit this? And oh, yeah. it becomes this whole thing <laughs> in your mind. So I think for a lot of people, like personally, it's, uh, you know, the right medium. But then also when it comes to like getting to their people. We just listen to podcasts a lot longer than any other medium. You know, a video is usually like five minutes, a blog post, yeah, 10 to 15. And then, you know, podcasts, we're like the 30 minute to like, I don't know, some podcasts are two hours. Not that we don't listen to that on the daily, but still we spend way more time with people. They really get to know us. You know, our voice is much more of like a personality connector. And so it really is great at connecting with that audience. And obviously podcasting has also kind of exploded in the listener side. So there are loads of people you can reach by that. Yeah. I relate to that a lot. When I was looking for some sort of a medium, podcasting was kind of the like most natural fit because I knew that if I had to like, you know, put on hair and makeup and get presentable before I recorded content, like it was going to happen very rarely. And I had been blogging really regularly up until that point, but I noticed that my blogs just weren't getting the traction that they used to. And I wasn't reading blogs the way that I used to when I was like in college, you know, like I was listening to podcasts. And so it seemed really natural for me to explore podcasting because that's kind of where I was hanging out anyway. Yeah, absolutely. For me, it was definitely also in the camp. I'm not really good at short like, you know, I'm not like the two-sentence Instagram caption person. <laughs> I'm always like, oh God, the character limit, the character limit. <laughs> I was like, I have to cut this. So, you know, we're like being able to go a little bit more depth and longer. Podcasting is also definitely much nicer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and one of the things too, when we first connected via email and we had, you know, had the idea to hop on the podcast together, one of the things that you said is also why I love podcasting so much. And that is the excuse to, I know I, I hate this phrase, and I think my audience knows I hate this phrase, but the, um, it's the excuse to be able to pick someone's brain, right? Like hmm. to get in, in a container, like a podcast and suddenly it seems more appropriate to, uh, be able to ask questions and, um, that sort of thing. Whereas if you were in any other situation and you were like, Hey, do you want to have coffee while I pick your brain? Like, it just feels a little icky. But in this format, it's like, Oh, come on my podcast and let's talk about this thing. And it's just kind of a, an excuse to be able to chat with like really interesting people, which is fun. Yeah, absolutely. You know, pick your brain. We all know this, like we want to talk to people, but say like, Hey, are you open up for a coffee chat? Like open-ended it's kind of like, okay, but why? And podcasts is a really great excuse. And I had this like real life experience with this a couple of years back. I was planning a trip to San Francisco to visit a friend, but I was like, Hey, I'm going to be in this city with a lot of really cool women. Maybe I can leverage this. And I literally just put up on LinkedIn, hey, I'm traveling here. 
I am looking for women for my podcast. Do you have anybody you could like introduce me to? And I can, and that way I made some really awesome people. Okay. If, That's yeah. so cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If I would have just been like, Hey, I'm here. Does anybody want to meet? I don't know if that would have been like super enticing, right. but that way it was like a great way of like, Hey, I get to talk to really inspiring people. Um, but you know, also with the podcast as the excuse. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So when people, when you are working with uh, people to like grow their podcasts, what are usually some of the goals that people have? Yeah. So Luckily, podcast is really adaptable to what you want. Um, one of the goals is definitely if we're like on the topic is like reaching other people, which we just talked about. You can, you know, contact people, get in touch with them, talk to them, but also other audiences. That's why very often people are like, hey, if I have guests on my show, not only do I get to talk to this great person, but, you know, they'll, you know, share the podcast to their people. And then, hey, I get exposure to their audience as well and kind of can grow who knows about me in that sense. Another way that people say is like when they want to really build up their credibility. So if you're somebody, let me actually go with an example, real life example, I think is better. So I was working together with Hannah and she wanted to do that jump of like, hey, I'm employed. I want to go to like the self-employed you know, entrepreneurship route, but I have zero audience. Nobody knows me. I don't have any credibility field. Like, yes, I have experience in my job world and I'm really good at it, but how am I going to get other people to know this? So we work together. We're like, okay, podcast, let's get you out of people, show your chops. Cause that's the great thing you can do in a podcast. You can show your knowledge you can show that you know what you're talking about, which is kind of important. And you know what happened? She like built up from nothing, 3k followers. She built up her business. She's been like coaching now for two years and even launched a second podcast. Cause she was like, oh, this worked really well. Oh my let's gosh. Do it again. <laughs> yeah. So that thing uh, works really well. And then maybe the third reason, which I think you can really uh, sympathize with, because I know you've shared this, it gives you content to use. Because very often we're like, what do I put in my newsletter? What do I post on social media? Like I have to like come up every single time with like a thousand ideas. What do I do? And once you like have the podcast as a kind of like a cornerstone of your content, you can repurpose that. You can use it for like all these other places. And it gives you way more stuff to work with. And it's not like on top more work. You use it and you know, if you do it strategically, it takes less work in other areas. And I think you've shared that that was also something that you did. Yeah, it becomes a really great like content ecosystem as opposed to feeling like you're just creating a bunch of content and it's like very disjointed. Like the podcast kind of gives your long form content a place. And then you can kind of create those more bite-sized pieces as offshoots of it. I have loved that part of podcasting. And honestly, I, I could do that better too, to be honest with you. Like I, I think there are, there are definitely still times where I kind of get caught in the hamster wheel of content creation and I have to sit back and go, wait, I had four episodes last month that like I could talk about on social media. Like that's really good content right there. Yeah, actually, since you just said it, that's actually a really important tip. A lot of times, if you have a podcast or you plan to launch one, you get things like, okay, when the episode comes out, I publicize it and then that's it. But actually you can do a great lead up. Like if you already have a guest booked or you're going to be talking about a topic, you can use that and be like, Hey, I'll be talking to this person or talking about this topic. What questions do you have? Get people like engaged even before you record it. And then also, as you said, don't forget to bring back old content. Somebody like you who's been doing a podcast for a while, bring out those old episodes, you know? Not everybody has listened to the entire library. You know, you can do a roundup post of like, hey, 
five episodes on this topic that I've done over the time, right? Like you can really leverage that content more than just like that one time, here's a new episode, I'll promote it and, you know, <laughs> never see the light of day again. It, that's such a good point. That's been something I've been thinking about lately. I've been um, creating different like thank you pages on my website for when people fill out contact forms and someone suggested on the thank you page doing like, oh, if you're interested in brand photography, you'll love these three podcast episodes. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so smart. Cause then I can keep using this content. That's really good. And that I'm proud of, and it doesn't have to like go die a sad little death in like the corner of the internet, you know? Exactly. And my experience has also been that you can be much more strategic about like the flow of your content. Cause as you said, like, you know, social media posts or even newsletters can feel more like disconnected. They're just like bits and bobs floating around. But, Mm -hmm. you know, since most of the time you plan a podcast a little bit ahead, you can look at themes, at seasons, at times in your business where it makes sense to build up to something. Or maybe if you're just starting, like, what is like the customer journey that somebody needs to go through before they're like ready to work with you, right? Like you can build it in a way that makes sense not to the outside necessarily, but to you. So you can see like, oh, there's a flow here that, you know, helps people get to point X. Yeah, totally. I love that. Okay. So I have a question that is kind of silly, but I've had this conversation a couple of times. So for someone who's just starting, uh, just starting to kind of grow their podcast, I'm curious as a podcast expert, podcast strategist, what your recommendation is on if that podcast should become kind of its own brand or if it should live within say a personal brand or a business brand, um, to give a little bit more context currently on social media, I have an account for take it personally. And then I have my own personal brand, Maddie Pashan. And honestly, I'm not really sure what the right answer is. Like I, (laughs) sometimes I'm like, gosh, why did I make this other account for this podcast? And other times it's nice to have it separate. So I'm very curious what you typically do with your clients and what you recommend. So this is like the beautiful answer. And actually it's kind of good for you because there is no right answer, right? It really depends on what your goals are, but I will actually give some, you know, considerations to when you're making that decision, which makes total sense. So one is your goals with the podcast. If you're like overarching goal with the podcast is I want people to buy from me, to work with me, to like grow my business. Like this is one of the main goals. And definitely keep it tightly connected to your business. You don't want people to land on like one page and then have to go through like an extra hoop of landing on your other page to then figure out how to work with you, right? Like the less hoops we give people, the easier it is for them to take action. So if you have it tightly connected to your business, keep it tightly connected to your business. That being said, in your case, for example, you can totally still have like the handle or the page on Instagram for the podcast. Just don't necessarily feel that you have to post there. You can have it as a placeholder. You can have a post up that says, hey, um, you know, you can find out ongoing stuff, you know, at your actual account. But that way, if people are searching for the podcast or if they want to just hack the actual podcast, they'll still find it and it will still land somewhere. But you just use that profile to funnel them over to like, this is the right spot you want to go to. However, if you're doing the podcast because you want the actual podcast to become its own kind of like independent business if you're saying, hey, I want to really maximize sponsorship, or I want to maybe even down the road, have a network pick up this podcast. And I want the actual podcast to be its own little business. That's not necessarily that connected to my business. Then yes, separate them because then you can say like, hey, my podcast has this audience that's like completely devoted to the podcast. 
I can use it for that. I can focus on that. And it's not like, hey, my personal band, people are following me, but I just happen to have this podcast, right? <laughs> so it kind of depends on what your goal with the podcast is. If your business is the big goal, connected. If the podcast in itself is supposed to be a business, basically, then separate it. That would be like kind of my general advice here. <laughs> that totally makes sense. That absolutely makes sense. And that makes me feel better about how I have mine set up too. <laughs> And I feel like with my business, there are enough kind of things going on where there are times that it's nice that it's separate. Like if I've got a new episode dropping, but I've got other stuff going on that I'm talking about that day, it would feel like a lot of content coming from one spot. Um, So I am glad that I have that separate account. But as someone who uh, at this point, my podcast is not monetized. It's it's something that I'm using to uh, really grow my own personal brand. Since that is my goal, I think I do need to like bring it in a little closer to my personal brand in the meantime. So that's so helpful. Thank you. I'm glad. So today we're going to talk about different ways that a podcast can grow your audience and grow your leads as a small business owner. And I'm excited about this because like I just said, my podcast at this point isn't monetized. We've just started experimenting with affiliate ads. um, And that's been really exciting to kind of see like what's happening there. But for the most part, my podcast is something. And I think for many people where I'm putting in, you know, the work and I'm putting in the money and essentially that payoff comes a little bit later, right? With clients that find me through the podcast and people that want to work with me um, and have found me that way. So I'm curious when you're working with your clients, uh, what are some of those ways that you're helping them be set up for success when it comes to podcasting? So, so their podcast is something that can really move the needle in their business. Absolutely. So there's like a million ways basically, but we will not go through all of them now, but I will just do one of the like general ones that I see a lot of, maybe a little bit of a few of the traps that sometimes we fall into when we're like enthusiastic about a podcast and then don't realize kind of that it also has to do something for us in the end. So maybe one of them is actually, uh, I'm going to be the bad person that says this, because if you're doing a podcast, you probably do it because you will love the podcasting. You love the content creation of it, the conversations, the recording episodes. Very often though, we like over-focus on that. And then that becomes like 90% of what we do. And then you're like, oh, but why is nobody listening? I'm putting out like really bomb episodes, but nothing's happening. And that's because the truth is, in most cases, turn down how often you're creating stuff and turn up the promotion of it. Mm. Usually it should be like at least half the time is promoting the podcast and half the time is creating it. And I know that breaks everybody's like creator's heart because it's like, no, I want the main thing to be to create this thing. But if nobody's fighting it, yeah. So that's why I'm saying like, don't get stuck on like, oh, it has to be a weekly podcast. If you don't have time for a weekly podcast plus promoting it equally as much, then do it every two weeks, but then really go into the promotion part of it. So really for most of the time, like let's turn down the creation a little bit, do really good stuff, a little less, and just focus on the promotion. I think that's one trap that people often fall into. Another one that happens very often is (laughs) not asking. A lot of the people I work with are like, I want to give back. I want to give good content. I want to like, you know, not be like a slimy, salesy, you know, bro marketer guy on my podcast. You know, I want to like not have that vibe. And that means they create really good episodes, but then they never really ask people to do anything. They're not like, you know, go to my newsletter or like, there's this freebie you can get, or you can actually book a call with me. Like people don't know. 
And sometimes they'll be like, yeah, but I mentioned this in episode two. And I'm like, yes, but you're in episode 85. <laughs> you know? Oh my gosh. Also- <laughs> I'm feeling attacked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm saying like, this is very common. You're not alone <laughs> in this at all. <laughs> and, and I think that's just like, all these things are like, probably like a good place, right? You're doing this totally. in a good, good places, but it leads to the fact that if you don't ask, and also you repeatedly have to ask, you know, people are not going to take that action. And I'll also add this little like asterisk. You have to give them a reason. Very often we're like, I would love it if you would leave me a review. And even if you love a podcast, how often has that made you actually leave a review? Totally. Yes, totally. <laughs> you know, you also, you always, you hear it like, oh yeah, I should. And then it just like disappears. And then you never do it. As much as people are, you know, they are concerned with themselves. You have to give them a reason. And here it can be creative. It can be like, hey, I'll donate for every review. I will give a monthly giveaway. I will, you know, give you a shout out somewhere. Like give people a reason, however small, to do the things that you're asking them to do. You know, same thing yes, with like the I newsletter. That. <laughs> That's so smart. You know, it's funny. It's, it's the same. So I spend a lot of time on social media and I work with a lot of clients on their content strategy on social media. And I, whenever people are having a hard time booking, usually photographers, but not always. I always say like, when was the last time you posted about your services? Like when was the last time that you said, I'm a photographer and this is what I can do for you because I'm a photographer. I post about that fairly regularly. And I bet once a week, someone will say, do you do photography anymore? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, we're preoccupied. We've got other things going on. No one is as obsessed with my life as I am. And it's the same thing for podcasting. And I can't believe I didn't think of it before now, but like, I need to remind people to leave a review, to, you know, book a call with me if they like what they heard, to listen to the podcast. You know what I mean? Like, we've got so much going on to say it on episode two and then not say it again until episode 60. That doesn't work, people. Like, what are we doing? (laughs) Exactly. And yeah, just also maybe to add on to that, you know, focus, just choose one thing they should do on each episode, choose one, tell them a reason why to do it. And, you know, stay with that. It's the same thing. As you said, it's, there's a lot of crossover between different mediums. You know, if you're heard this in newsletter space, you know, if you ask people to do one thing, they're much more likely than if you give them links to like 80 different places, right? Same thing on the podcast. Don't ask them to review and follow you on social and subscribe to the newsletter all in one thing. Cause they're going to be like, Nope, I'm not doing any of those things, <laughs> you know? Give me one thing, give me a reason why, and do repeat it fairly consistently. And at some point, I might actually do it. And that's the thing that we want people to do, right? Yes. Oh my gosh. So smart. Okay. I want to know about more traps because I'm (laughs) apparently in all of the traps. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Another big, big trap that I have the people, because I have the privilege of working mostly with people who really care, who want to do a podcast because they actually want to create good stuff. They want people to learn from it, to, you know, get a benefit from it. Not just like, hey, this is a self-promotion platform, which is beautiful. But often they fall into this trap of just focusing on the teaching and very often teaching a step too far. They're like, for example, I don't know, let me give an example. Um, here are like the five specific ways you have to format your website headers. Like that's very detailed and practical, but It's like, if you give people too many things, like if all your episodes are like that, you're giving me so many tasks. You have to think of it that way, that it's going to overwhelm me. If like you're giving website headers in one minute, then it's like this paragraph copy, then it's like, how to do this graphic? Then it is, 
I'm like, you know, like, I don't, I'm I'm not even ready to like start on my website yet. I don't, I need like a big idea for my website first. And I need to get over my fear of like, I can't do my website myself. Like there's a lot of things before I am ready to go there that you need to first address. And I think we very often jump into like the teaching, the practical, here it is. When often it's like, what do people need to know before they're ready to take that step? What are some maybe like hurdles that they have during the process of maybe working with you usually that you can already help them kind of tackle ahead of time. For example, in my case, overwhelm is a big one. People often underestimate sometimes how much work a podcast can be. And then it's like a lot of, you know, at once and then you're like drowning and then it's just like all goes haywire. So it's a mixture of like, hey, what can I do? Okay, one is set realistic expectations, right? Be like, this is not like a one hour Monday project and you're done and it's, you know, fun and dandy. But also like, Yes, I can also give strategies and tips and also both for the mindset and practical bits on how to not let this become this huge thing in your life, right? So kind of think where people are at before they need to work with you during the time they need to work with you. And then for like the actual execution, the entire shebang, there's a reason they want to work with you, right? Like you don't need to, the podcast is not a replacement of you. It could never be. (laughs) It's like a teaser, an appetizer but it doesn't have to be like a download of your brain. (laughs) Oh, that is really good. And even as you're talking, I, I remember, you know, looking at podcast um, statistics, like downloads and things and being surprised because the episodes that do the best are not necessarily the ones where we're doing like so much tactical tips. It's like how to deal with imposter syndrome and how to deal with overwhelm. And like, that's what people are really interested in. And I hadn't thought of it that way, how you just described everything, but I think you're spot on. That is, that's so smart. And it's also, um, again, I, that's applicable, I think too, for like social media and content, content creation in general, you don't necessarily, you don't need to, and probably shouldn't give away every last thing. What's the step before that? Cause that's what our people are probably struggling with more. Yeah, absolutely. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, I always say it's like, it's not that you're trying to be selfish and, you know, like gatekeeping your knowledge. That's not what it's about. It's about like, what will generally help this person best? If I give them a download of everything and they go overwhelmed and they like throw their hands up in there, Mm -hmm. like, I can't even do this. I'm not even going to start. That didn't help anybody. Like that didn't help you. That didn't help them. Right. You want to get them to that point of like, yes, I can do it. And again, here, this is, this is where we can absolutely be giving. Some people might be like, okay, you helped me here and I can take it from here. I'll do it. And other people will be like, you know what, Maddie, Maddie, you know, help me get here. Maybe she can help me also get the step further that I want to go because clearly it's kind of easier and faster, <laughs> you know, with her by my side than me at it alone. Right. So that's kind of, I think the mindset that we have to take. Yeah. I think that that's super smart. I love that. So Aside from the traps that people often fall into when it comes to podcasting, once they're at a place where they're feeling really good about the content that they've got on their podcast, what is, uh, what are some of the things that they can do to get this in front of a bigger audience, maybe even beyond their audience? Do you rely a lot on social media or what does that look like? So I'll tell you a little secret. I'm actually personally quitting social media. So (gasps) I'm in the yes. camp of like, I know it's like blasphemy feels almost like in the online space. Uh, so no, so yes, though I'll back up and say, yes, social media definitely is a good place to promote a podcast for sure. Is it the only place? No. 
And here I would say when you're looking at strategies of like, okay, what can I do to grow that I haven't done yet? Before we even go into like the actual execution, I would say back up a step and first create your list of what are options for you because there are a lot, right? Even if you just like look up options to market your podcast, you'll have a lot of options. I think in my list, I have like 51 or something like that. There is a lot. However, please do not try to do them all, especially not all at the same time, because that's like the recipe for disaster. So I would say pick a couple and say like a timeline. I will do these for like three months. And oh, this, my creatives love this part. I will measure how it does. Because <laughs> my creatives are always like, ah, the analytics and numbers and uh, why? It's like, we'll see. But this is important. You want to have like goals for the strategies and see how they measure up so that you can be like at the end of the trial period that you set. That worked. I'll keep doing it. I'll like systemize it and it's in the back. Or actually, no, that didn't work. Let me throw it out. Stop doing the things that are not working and try something else. As for the actual strategies, I think something you said is super important. Other people's audiences. We get very cut up on like my newsletter, my social media, you know, like my podcast, like all my things. Which, yes, beautiful, you control completely, great. But getting people there, a lot harder. So one of the strategies that is a little bit universal, because a lot of them depend, your industry, all that jazz. But this, being a guest on other podcasts, is one of those very, very big strategies that for most people will work. Because you're talking to people who are also podcast listeners. It's a natural and easy transition to be them like, okay, let me check out this other podcast. So that's a great way to go about it. Then another way you can do that, you can also extend this to other mediums. Like you could say like, hey, can we do an Instagram live together? If you're saying like on social media, or you can look at people who have masterminds or Facebook groups or something else where they're like, hey, they want somebody to come in and leverage your podcast for that. Because very often people think they have to focus on like my expertise as a person and they forget the podcast. And I'll give like the example, when I started my podcast on female leadership, I didn't even think that that made me an expert in the topic because for the first two seasons, I was interviewing female leaders that I found really great. And I was like, they're the experts. And then I got asked to speak at an event about female leadership. <laughs> and I was like, huh? He's like, yeah, but you've this podcast, we've been talking about it for like two years. <laughs> but yes, you have something to say about it. And I was like, oh yeah, right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know? So I kind of like fell into that. I was had to like have my nose shoved into it. But don't forget that you talking to other people also builds up your knowledge. And you can be like, hey, I've been doing this podcast X amount of time, talk to X amount of people. I can talk to your people about like a summary about this information. Leverage the podcast for that. So that's also just like some ideas. There's obviously a lot, but I hope that like gets the creative juices flowing. Oh my gosh, yes. I feel like I have a whole list of things now (laughs) talking with you. This is wonderful. So if people want more of you and they want to learn more about how to build a really strategic podcast, um, if you're quitting social media, however, will we find you? (laughs) Oh no, we'll disappear. Um, so I actually have a few podcasts cooking up, obviously, but, um, I mostly stay in touch with people with my action letter where I share like practical tips, but also kind of like behind the scenes. Everything, you can find it at my website, which is catbrendel.com. Um, And if you go to slash free training, I also regularly do free trainings where I go more like in depth. So you can also find great info there. And you can also just chat with me. I do free game plan calls where we figure out like, where are you at? Where do you need to go? What's kind of getting you stuck? What should be kind of your next steps? 
And then we figure out maybe you want to work with me on that or maybe you don't. But it'll definitely at least give you like our conversation today some like first points of like things to do that you can start playing with. And that you can also just find on my website. So everything is there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We will link to Kat's website in the show notes um, and all the links that she mentioned with the free training and everything as well. Kat, thank you so much for being here today. You are just a wealth of information. This was phenomenal. Thank you so much. Thank you. And yes, uh, by the way, congrats on you. You've been doing the podcast for a long time. And I mean, we found each other because I recommended the podcast to my audience, which by the way, also a great way to, you know, have other people find out about it. So congrats on like the awesome podcast, clearly. And for the listeners, you know, if you're listening, choose, you know, one or two things from our conversation. Don't feel like you have to take everything again, you know, focus on a couple, test them out and then take it from there. Don't let like the information overwhelm you. <laughs> Yes. Yes. That is such a good tip for any piece of information. (laughs) Take the, take the baby steps, take the, like, you know, a few teeny tiny things that you can do right now. And you can come back to the rest. It will always be here for you. Thank you, Kat. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to Take It Personally. If you're a regular listener, you might already know that some of the best conversations actually happen after the show. Head over to Facebook and search Take It Personally podcast to join our private Facebook group and join the conversation. We'll also put the link in the show notes. And if you haven't already, would you head over to iTunes and leave us a review? This is the best way to let other people know about the show and help us to keep creating content you love. You can also head to takeitpersonallypodcast.com for all the show notes from today's episode and past episodes. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week.